Listener Production. Take it away, my dulcet-toned Adonis, because Jacob, <clears throat> welcome to Ep 50. Whoa, oh, 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 Jacob, welcome to Ep 50. Whoa, oh, 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 Jacob, yo, yo, yo. Ep 50. <laughs> <laughs> That was wonderful. Very good. Thank you. Introduce us, my friend. Hello, Gistners, and welcome to episode 50 of Just the Gist, our weekly-ish podcast where Rosie Waterland and I give you just the gist of what you need to know about a topic we think you'll find interesting enough to share at a dinner party. Here we are more than a year after episode number one. We're all the way up to episode 50, halfway to 100, and it feels so... <laughs> I feel like I should point out here that it's 9am <laughs> and I said to Jacob before, oh, what a shame we can't pop champers because it's so early in the morning and Jacob was like, lol, beg to differ. <laughs> and um, I think it's worth noting here that uh, Jacob, you might have noticed, has had a little promotion. He's no longer and friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is now just the gist with Rosie Waterland and Jacob Stanley. Hooray. You have a name. I Hooray. got the job. <laughs> you got the job. 49 episode so- <laughs> audition process. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, so everyone might have noticed we've had a bunch of um, changes this week. New logo, new music, new name for Jacob. Yeah, it's all happening. It's a whole new Jan Brady. JTG 2.0. Yes. Yeah. Um, And to celebrate... I prepared a little something, but as you can see, (laughs) I left the candle burning for so long that it just burnt itself out. (laughs) Also, I'm a little scared to light the sparklers this close to some synthetic streamers that I set up. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't do anything. Do you want to know why? I went to the... um Kmart here yesterday to get um, party stuff because you know how Kmart is just has literally the best party stuff in the world? Mm -hmm. And I went to the Kmart at... Um, Rundle Mall here in Adelaide, but it's like a smaller city came out and you know the one thing they don't have in there? Party stuff. Stop it. I oh. know. So now we've got Jacob like that looking glorious and you've got me with a pile of clothes on the floor behind me that I need to hang up in the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> and it Welcome was your idea. To I know, it was my idea. I was like, we've got to have decorations here. Really funny. We'll put up some streamers. We'll have some 50 like themed stuff. Everyone's got to do it. And then I didn't do yeah. it. <laughs> um, well, that's okay. I'll carry the weight here. Um, and also, mm. I decided to dress up as you for the episode. <gasps> Oh my god! Come back in! We're matching! Oh, you do look kind of glorious. Well, yeah. Kind of like. Those are some intense strip lashes. Oh, yeah, I didn't get the natural looking ones. I was dressed up. Yeah, see, mine are very natural looking. Mine are very. Bold and dramatic. (laughs) Please. I do the big ones for my shows, but. What I've got now is pretty, you know, normal. 
for me. That was worth it. Off they come. Those things were real cheap <laughs> and I don't trust them near my eyeballs for much longer. I love okay. that, like, the whole first three minutes of this episode has been all visual gags and this is a yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, perfect for an uh, audio media. Entertaining each other at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were going to do, a, I was going to do a story this week, but then we also put the call out to do an AMA and ask, well, ask an AUA, ask us anything. Mm. And we got so many good questions that I kind of was going over everything last night and I was like, um, I don't know if we're going to have time to get to my thing that I had prepared. So I've gotten rid of that and in the ultimate... Uh, I guess, dedication to our shared narcissism. Today's just the gist topic is us. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. It's the episode you, you didn't welcome. ask for. <laughs> no, because I just, there was, people sent through such good questions and I didn't want to leave any of them out because I thought, oh, we'll do about four or five mm. and then move on. But there were so many good ones. And so I wanted to sort of get through all of them. Okay. Aren't we both just devastatingly interesting? I mean, isn't this going to be the best? I think so. Are we still going to do breaking news beforehand, though? Uh, of course. Thank you so much. Okay, I've good, prepared good. much, much prepared earlier. Mm-hmm. So are you ready for episode 50? Breaking news, breaking news. I got the scoop. See, X-ray, X-ray, read all about it. Breaking news. Um, oh, I'm just looking at my hair, which looks quite nice in this morning Adelaide light. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> one of the cutest things this week I'll bring up just because I just did the song. This woman um, sent me the cutest video of her son who loves the Breaking News song and sings it all the time, except he thinks that it's Bacon Poos. (laughs) (laughs) Bacon Poos, Bacon Poos. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect, amazing, I love it. Can you post that? We'll ask Mama for um, permission. Yes, I'll ask Mm. her. I don't know. Well, she sent it through, but I'll... um, we could probably definitely post the audio without mm-hmm. any video, but mm-hmm. it's very cute. Bacon poos, a bacon poos. <laughs> my cat's here. Hooray. Hooray, my cat's here. And he's like real spun out. He had to come on a plane and he wasn't thrilled. And also because he's an outdoor cat, he's getting the shits that he's stuck inside. He also, because he's an outdoor cat, like, I've never known where he poos or wees. Like, mm. that's always just been his business. He mm. just goes and does it and I don't ask and he doesn't tell and that's the way we've liked it mm-hmm. for the six years I've had him. But now he has to go in a kitty litter inside and he just keeps looking up at me like, you've taken my dignity. <laughs> like, he just looks me dead in the eye like, why are you making me do this? So he's not thrilled. Um, he might bang on this door a few times while we're recording. But it's been so nice having him here. Hooray. I bet I Caleb's know, thrilled. Little... Oh, Caleb loves him. Mm. I'm a third wheel with those two. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been nice because I think I got really anxious. Like being in isolation made me really anxious for those two weeks. And then I was feeling like quite anxious the last week afterwards. Like I thought the day I would get out of quarantine, I'd just feel so much better. But Mm. I still, for the whole following week, just felt really, I don't know, it's taken a while to, like, get back 
to normal. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so having Boo here has really helped. So mm. hooray for anxiety disorder, but also medication and my psychiatrist. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> oh, my God. So here's a bit of breaking news you're going to love. Yes. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. I was so hoping you were going to bring this up. Yay. (laughs) Carol Baskin's going to be on Dancing with Us. Ah! (laughs) I found this out yesterday. And so I would have been surprised if we'd gone ahead with the recording as planned. But um, when I was looking something else up. I randomly saw this headline about Carol Baskin on Dancing with the Stars and then I'm so yeah. glad I clicked on that link because then I got to see who the rest of the cast were and it is I know. <laughs> so the two that I've noted here for you are obviously my favourite Selling Sunset cast member, Chriselle. Yes. Is going to be, I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> and also that crazy coach from um, the cheerleading show. Mm, cheer. What was that mm. show called? Cheer? Yeah, oh, cheer. Uh, Monica. <laughs> Monica, mm. um, who are some others? Uh, AJ from the Backstreet Boys. <gasps> what? Did I didn't you... see that. Yes, yeah, he oh is my looking God, my real high school crush. Rough. He's got oh, some real bad neck tats happening there, I and know. that says he's had some issues. And speaking of the B boys, you know who's um, been plugging their first foray into porn? That's going to go live this weekend. Don't. Oh, God. No, the little brother. Oh, Aaron. Nick. Aaron Carter oh. is not doing good. And, like, you would laugh, but it's sad. He seems to have gone a bit nuts and he looks very skinny. Like, he looks like he's taking a lot of drugs and not eating vegetables. And he's got face tattoos. Yeah. Like, he's really in the business. And he posted yesterday that this weekend he's going to live stream um, for the very first time him doing P-O-R-N porn. Alone or with someone or? Well, his girlfriend is a porn star. I think they're going to do it together. Uh Uh-huh. Ew, no. And apparently I was reading it's going to involve him very sexily unpeeling and eating bananas. (laughs) <laughs> is, is part of the theme. But, oh, God. Well, look, at least AJ's getting some solid cash. On the, I think they get paid quite well to go on that show. I've never seen an episode. I didn't know that they had, like, pulling power to get people that we would actually recognise. Well, in the US they do. Not here. We I don't know about here. But in the US they, you know, because there's a lot of B-grade, D-grade celebrities over there who, you know, are very, very famous, but that doesn't necessarily translate into having money. Mm. And um, that's a big show and they want the profile and they want the paycheck. And AJ, he's a good dancer, man. He could win. Yes. He's also going to be up against, um, do you remember when Ellen used to date her, Anne Hesh? Yeah. Is Anne Hesh on it? Yeah, Anne Hesh is on it. She's a nutter. Oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. Uh-huh. Um, and Who else? the other one that I just had to laugh at, Nelly. Remember Hot in Here and oh, Nelly? Yeah. Nelly. Mm. It's like everyone who was famous when we were in high school. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Carol Baskin, there's been some updates in the whether or not she, oh, I always say stooped, but that I've got to get it into my head that that means have sex with that. She 
killed her ex husband. Mm-hmm. This woman has come forward <clears throat> who was uh, married to a guy at the time who she says admitted to her that he helped Karen, Carol Baskin do it. Oh. So I don't know if that's going anywhere, but. Um, has he given any hints yeah. as to how he did it? Um, it's, it's all going off. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's all. <laughs> 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 sorry, it's a little early, everyone. It's my fault. Yesterday, yes, keep all of that throat clearing in, Felix. Normally <laughs> he would get rid of that. It's my fault. Listen. We were going to record yesterday, but then I just, I had got this last minute thing with my psychiatrist, which I really wanted to do. And so um, uh, we put it off to today and I appreciate everyone because that means all four of us, Dino, Felix, me and Jacob had to be here at 8.30 a.m. to record. And normally we definitely do not get up this early to do it. So... We're all a little bit worse for wear. Mm. But um, what was I even saying? Oh, uh, Carol Baskin's um, all right. assassin for hire. What did he do? Yes. So it's all just hearsay of his wife at the time is saying, here is what he told me at the time. And apparently like this big kind of icebox, like, uh, you know, those like port- uh, portable horizontal fridges that like or freezers that go yep. in your garage mm. apparently they had one of them in their house for a while and it was locked and she didn't know what was in it and then it disappeared and she thinks maybe he was in there <laughs> before he was fed to the lions all i can say is it's my absolute dream for her to get arrested live on air during dancing with the stars <laughs> <sighs> Amazing. The producers of the show are probably hoping for the exact same thing and they know they're going to get ratings because people will tune in just for that moment. I know. Also, okay, do you remember the toothbrush story I told you about having a decoy toothbrush a few weeks ago? Yes, that changed my life, yep. Okay, well, <clears throat> be prepared for that change to get even more intense. We got a little email from someone and I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> hey, Rosie and Jacob. Thanks for the decoy toothbrush tip when staying in hotels. Like you, I have no doubt this has happened to me. Wanted to share another useful toothbrush tip. Buy a new toothbrush if your home is ever broken into. Why? (laughs) Many years ago. (laughs) Many years ago, family friends had their home broken into and weeks later when they got the photos developed from their camera, we are talking sometimes in the 80s and you can see where I'm going with this, right? There were pics of their toothbrushes stuck up the anus of the robber. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yes, they had been brushing their teeth for weeks with random ass germs. I hope this made you and Jacob giggle like it does me every time I think of this story. <laughs> And, oh, and by the way, I never would have picked you, Rosie, for being shy, but totally get it, as I'm horribly shy and I'm often labelled a snob when it's just shyness. Actually, people in general intimidate me. Ha ha. Love to you both, Nikki. Oh, same, Nikki, same. Um, I've got to say, though, that story sounds like an urban legend to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't feel real. Like, I like what did she say? Happened family friends, but maybe it was friends of friends of friends and she heard it at some party and, mm. Nikki, we want proof. Mm-hmm. Show us. Show us the toothbrush anus photos. Yeah, we want Pixar receipts. Yeah, didn't happen, yeah. Pixar didn't happen. I reckon that's an urban legend. Mm-hmm. I reckon maybe it might have happened at some point somewhere, but. 
I want to know if they stuck it in bristle end first or handle first. <laughs> or just brushed, just oh, br- lightly brushed. Just gave it a little tickle. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> this is cool. So your episode last week about the leg was yep. not so amazing. Mm. Yes. We got... A message. Well, I got a voice message on Instagram from this girl who um, has followed Just the Gist since the start and followed me for a while. She's called um, Monique Murphy and she's a Paralympian. Mm. She won a silver medal for swimming um, because she had her leg amputated seven years ago. Mm. And when I saw that she had sent through a voice message about like she said, oh, hey, I'm just listening to today's episode and I want to tell you some stuff. And then there was these voice messages and I was like, uh-oh, were we really offensive? <laughs> like I started freaking out. I was like, oh, no. But then she sent through this voice message that is, I'm going to play it for you, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll send the sound file to Felix so he can slip it in. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hoi-ho. <laughs> ho Eyebrows, um, eyebrows. Inst- eyebrows, eyebrows. Um, Instagram, Instagram. Here we go. <clears throat> hey, Rosie. My name's Monique. I'm listening to the Friday episode of Just the Gist. And as an amputee myself, um, I just wanted to say when you talk about the phantom pain that he would have felt taking off the skin off his foot, that's fucked up. Um, yeah, that is 100% true. Phantom pain and phantom sensation is completely real. I'm almost seven years post-amputation, and I can still wiggle my toes as if they were there. Um, And then Phantom Pain's like a whole nother level where it feels like someone's, you know, hammering a nail into your foot or grating your toes off with a cheese grater. It's so intense, and I can't imagine this guy ripping his foot apart (laughs) doing that. No wonder he was drunk. He must have been complete new heights of drunk to be able to even attempt such a thing. But I always thought... It would be interesting when I had my leg amputated, I was sort of like, could you guys, you know, they cremate it. I'm pretty sure they uh, put it in an incinerator, the body parts. So I'm like, could you give me back the ashes? And then when I actually die and I will be cremated, we can put me back together again and I can be whole. I always thought that would be kind of funny, but I never got the option of keeping any part of my body um, when I had my uh, numerous surgeries from my accident. Um yeah, absolutely crazy. Loving the episode. It's awesome. So first of all, thank God we weren't offensive. <laughs> I thought we were going to get in trouble. I know. <laughs> no, but Monique's awesome. And I asked her if I could share that with you. And she said, yes, please share. And if you're curious about anything else, just ask. I'm an open book. When I got my first cast for my leg, my dad got a pen and drew a smiley face on it and introduced it to everyone as Stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> So, Monique's really cool. You should follow her on Instagram, mon, M-O-N dot Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y. Um, she also does some really cool stuff with um, endometriosis um, and she posts a lot about, like, her swimming and, um, yeah, she's cool. We've mm. been Instagram buds for a while. But how nutso is that? Yes. Thank you, Monique. Wow. I know. That would be so difficult. Um, my half-brother, his mum, she was riding a motorbike one time and she just went yeah. a little bit too close to the metal guardrail on the side of the road yeah. and it yeah. ripped the flesh off 
her thigh completely. So obviously they had to amputate her leg at the hip. And then it wasn't just pain that she was experiencing. It was like itches. Can you imagine how nuts it would drive you if like you can feel this itch on your calf and you don't actually have that calf anymore? Like I've heard that impossible to scratch. Um, It's such a difficult like card to be dealt. Well, I mean. That's what blows my mind is that Monique said she's like she thinks she's wiggling her toes mm. and her toes aren't even there. Yeah. But I will say my grandpa, the one who died recently um, during at the very beginning of lockdown, so we had one of those weird funerals where only eight of us were allowed to go. Mm. But he it was it was, you know, he was almost 101, so he had very good innings. But um he had amputated his leg when he was about, I think he was about 17. There was an accident with a tra- uh, train carriages and he got this gash in his leg and um, he got gangrene. So he had to get his leg amputated. Mm. So he had his only one leg his whole life, but he never got a wheelchair and he never got a prosthetic. So he was always on crutches. Mm. I'm sure you probably met him a couple times yep. back when I was at drama school. Yeah. And he lived to be almost 101 and I honestly think it, a lot of it has to do with he was so fit because mm. he just used crutches everywhere. He was so built. It was basically like he was bloody working out mm. all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But he never talked about phantom pain or anything like that. Like, he never mentioned it. But I tell you what, he did drink like two bottles of wine a day. So <laughs> if you're going to be, <laughs> if you want to drink that much, then I guess I recommend walking around on crutches to even things out. Well, the wine was just another type of crutch. Speaking exactly. of, refill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had wine now. <laughs> See, I was just like, oh, society says I shouldn't at 9 a.m. <laughs> and you were like, ha, society. If we're looking for new sponsors, um, Grant Burge, Petit Boo Boo. <laughs> Say it like Moira Rose. Grant Berger, Petit Bouble. <laughs> okay, one more bit of breaking news. We have a free Britney update. Mm. Oh, Hashtag good. free Britney. Yes. Okay, so she's never really said openly anything about not being happy about it, except for what fans read into as secret messages. So when they're like, if you need help, wear yellow. And then a week later she wears yellow and everyone goes crazy. So, Mm. but, but people have been reading into things and she never says anything, but the last week is the first time she's pretty much ever openly been honest about the fact that she's really unhappy with the situation. Mm. So like her dad took over in 2007 And he made sure, like her conservatorship, so basically he took over running her life, and he made sure that all court documents, anything to do with it was sealed so the public can't ever see anything, access anything, know anything. He got sick in 2019 and some other just randomly court-appointed person took over. And so in the last week... Brittany has petitioned the court that she wants that new person to stay the conservator. She doesn't want her dad to take back over now that he's well again. But also what is interesting is that in the last week, her lawyer has basically said that she wants all documents, records, everything unsealed. She wants the public to know what's going on pretty Mm. much because her dad is dodgy as F. And so in the... um, quote to the court, her lawyer said, Spears is vehemently opposed to this effort by her father to keep her legal struggle hidden away in the closet as a family secret. 
at this point in her life when she is trying to regain some measure of personal autonomy, Brittany welcomes and appreciates the informed support of her many fans. Transparency is an essential component in order for this court to earn and retain the public's confidence with respect to protective proceedings like this one. In this case, it is not an exaggeration to say that the whole world is watching, and here's the juiciest part, Far from being a conspiracy theory or a joke, as James, that's her dad, reportedly repeatedly told the media, in large part, this scrutiny is a reasonable and even predictable result of James's aggressive use of the sealing procedure over the years to minimise the amount of meaningful information made available to the public. Bum, Brittany bum. wants out. Wow. Okay. So she's ba- that was basically up. her lawyer. That was basically her lawyer saying, hashtag free Britney is real and I want everyone to know. Yes. Oh, he's gonna mm. get his. I know. And also in the last few weeks, she's updated like her will and stuff. So if she dies, everything, uh, control of everything goes to her sister, Jamie Lynn. Oh. Who has actually turned out to be you remember her as like a 10-year-old kid, but she's actually like, you know, a 35-year-old woman with married with kids now. So, um, and she seems really normal and lovely and well-adjusted. So, um, Unlike yeah, so. Aaron Carter. Oh, Aaron Carter. I had the hugest crush on him and now I feel like he would smell if you got near him, like literally. Mm, mm-hmm. But I also wanted to add, and you're going to love this part, our favourite new person who is single-handedly trying to change the world one issue at a time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> has jumped into the mix. Oh, Brittany. So she <laughs> tweeted. She tweeted last week. I'm going to read this to you word for word. She worked hard, was the golden goose, made lots of money, got sick. Now she's the cash cow. That was in all capitals. Does anyone who's making money off her being sick want her well? Someone who doesn't want anything from her should look into her doctor and her meds. Duck emoji, duck emoji, duck (laughs) emoji. Is it a duck? Question mark. (laughs) I was with her up till that last bit, but yes, Cher, yes. Oh, so that is one of her famous lines from a movie, I think. If it looks like a duck. Quacks like a dog, uh, walks like a dog. It's a dog. It's a dog. Yeah. I understand. I didn't get that. I was like, what is that? What's she talking about? Um, and then she's been going to like other people have been commenting things like, you know, um, her residency in Vegas, she seemed really unwell. She seemed like they were pushing her into it. And Cher's just been sneaking into people's Twitter timelines going, yes, we all heard stories about Vegas, just like dropping mini bits of tea all over Twitter. So Cher is on the case. <sighs> I think I might actually have to get on Twitter just so I can keep up with the Queen Share. Share's Twitter is amazing. She just does not care about punctuation. Like she's just like capital, small letter, all caps, no caps, emojis. Like she'll just put a crazy emojis in everywhere. Like her Twitter is just a nonsense work of art. I love it. And she's really passionate about everything. 
You have inspired me. I am going to do an episode on Cher because her sort of journey and experience at the early stages of her career in a way sort of mirrors what's happened to Britney because she was completely oh. used. She had no financial control and um, when she and Sonny what, broke up, Sunny? she was just left destitute. She didn't have a penny. Mm. She'd made all these millions and millions of dollars um, and it all went to him and the record labels and she got absolutely nothing. Well, a lot of people have requested you do an episode on share. I don't oh. know if you've noticed. So oh, I reckon. <laughs> Can you do your whole episode on share in Moira Rose's voice? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that I may keep, be possible. I keep sending these impossible challenges for you. Uh, okay. And so that was pretty much um, breaking news. <laughs> and then we'll launch into our um, most interesting, fascinating, amazing, just the gist topic ever, us. <laughs> <laughs> that was breaking news. Here we go. Ask us anything. A U A. Do do do. How was that? <laughs> uh, Not Felix, the best. You're going to have to put some backing track behind that, please, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Ask us anything. A U A. Do do do. Remix it. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> um, okay, so first one, which I liked, was what do you each consider to be your favourite episode of the other person so far. And so for me, for you, Mm. I know everyone says Stuart Semple and up until last week I would have said Stuart Semple and Anish Kapoor, but you outdid yourself, my friend, with the (laughs) foot leg man, Shannon Wisney. One foot from stardom. Whose leg is it anyway? (laughs) Colon, the Shannon Wisney story. That was so funny. I died over that one and people have been messaging us about that all week it was such good episodes that was my favorite of yours oh yay this was really hard to choose because I've loved every single one that you have done but I think just the pure joy that comes through the microphone when you talk about the Titanic means that your Titanic (laughs) episode is one that I can just go back to and listen to again and again and again because you are so passionate about it. And yes, I've heard you tell me some of those things over the years (laughs) and then forgotten them and been told again and then forgotten them again. Um, But I just always love hearing people talk about topics that they're really passionate about. There is nothing better Mm. in the world than hearing people, you know, express their joy and delight in something that they find really interesting. so I think that was my favourite of yours. Oh my God, that was a really beautiful answer, Jacob. Oh, I can be genuine sometimes. Someone also did send through a question saying, where did the obsession with the Titanic start? And I think I might have mentioned in that episode, but it was um, when I was little, my dad used to tell me lots of stories about it. So I was really obsessed with it. Um, and I had a couple of books about it. And then the movie came out in 1990. Seven, Seven, I think. Mm. And um, I was really self-righteous about it because I felt like I already knew everything and there was like inaccuracies in the film, um, but I still went to see it 11 times in the cinema. (laughs) 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 So that's, yeah, the answer to that. All right. Mm. Um, Have you got one? I thought this was a really good one and a few people commented that they wanted to hear this answered as well. I've never actually asked you 
why you hate Elon Musk so much. All I know about Elon <laughs> Musk is that he and his partner named their child by mashing their hand into a keyboard and he owns <laughs> Tesla. And yes. I, I know nothing else apart from the fact that you despise him and I don't know why. So take it away. I don't know. He just seems like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a good reason. <laughs> I don't think he's done anything. I don't I don't know. I just don't like him. Okay. He seems like <laughs> the epitome of a like straight white condescending mansplaining well actually kind of man who would probably like you know neg you all the time if you were dating them and and I just I just think he's a bit of a twat. <laughs> and I I like, I don't know, I like watching, I like seeing when he looks like a, an idiot. Uh, Do you oh. really need a reason to hate an arrogant billionaire? Okay. So the I'm answer to that question gist, is right? <laughs> I just do because he's a dick. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, here's one. If you could have dinner with anyone featured in any of the Just the Gist episodes so far, who would you pick and why? Can I choose Cher? She's yet to be a topic. No. Well, um, we've talked about her in Breaking News. We have. Um, well, I totally would choose Cher. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone who's Oops. actually been the subject of one of our episodes. Um, You'd pick Stuart Semple because you want him to be your boyfriend. Um <laughs> If you're struggling to think, I'll tell you mine. I would 100% pick Elizabeth Holmes. I'm so obsessed with her. Yes. Oh, that was my, like, runner. I'd get her really drunk and see if I could get her to drop this voice. (laughs) I'd, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd totally try and get in there and just find things out. After listening to your episode about Bernie Madoff, I went and watched the Mm. documentary as well where he's played by Robert De Niro. It's not a documentary. It's a... Uh, what, what do you TV call that? A biopic? Thing, whatever. Yeah. Yes. I think that would be really, really fascinating to see if he shows any sort of sign of remorse for what he did. Um, mm. Like, I don't think he does. Any guilt buried deep, deep, deep down. Well, the um, the journalist who did, um, if I'm remembering right, it's called Ponzi Supernova, and the journalist who, the one journalist who he did end up like talking to from prison. I'm pretty sure they only had phone conversations. He didn't go in. Mm. But he said that he just did not get any sense of guilt. He just got, like, Bernie just kept saying, like, well, I was making them money. They, There's no way they could have not have known. Like, I made a lot of people money. Oh, some people lost money. Whatever. Like, oh, they say some people killed themselves. Oh, they were probably depressed anyway. Like, he just didn't. Mm. Like, including his own son. His own son mm. killed himself after the whole thing. So... Apparently, he doesn't feel any remorse at all. Yeah. So, it probably wouldn't be a very um, fun dinner conversation. Um, probably not mm. super lighthearted, but I think it would probably be fascinating. Well, and it is one of those things where you want to talk to that person because you you want to feel the satisfaction of them admitting that they did something wrong. But, like, I mean... That's the whole reason I did my first podcast. Mum says my memoir is a lie. Mm. And then you walk away from it never getting that satisfaction because they'll never admit it. And so then you don't know, whether should I have done that at all? Yeah. Or was that worth it? I mean, I feel like that's what you would get with him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It'd just be 
like really, really frustrating. And if anything, exacerbate your curiosity. Mm. Speaking of Elizabeth Holmes, um, someone emailed us to say that uh, they saw in the news that she was meant to have had gone to trial, but because of COVID, her trial's been pushed back to 2021. And in the meantime, is she just still gallivanting around? Yeah, she's engaged to a billionaire. So even though she lost all her money, she's somehow smushed into another rich family. And so I'd say with all that money, I mean, rich people never really end up getting in that much trouble. I just can't see her going to prison, but we'll see. Mm. Maybe they'll make an advantage of her like they did with Bernie and make (laughs) an example of her (laughs) like they did with Bernie Madoff. Who knows? Yeah, I feel like it'll end up being a sort of Martha Stewart-ish sort of Mm. just a symbolic prison sentence that gets lots of publicity and then she'll be back out and no doubt she'll start up another business. Crochet a beautiful poncho and just catwalk your way out of there. (laughs) Martha Stewart style. And become best friends with Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Love that. Well, speaking of updates, I saw someone had asked uh, about the man with the penis on his arm and whether you have any news on that one. I don't know if he's got the surgery, but I, when I was telling you about it, all the articles I had seen didn't have pictures or anything. It just had an animated diagram. Mm. And so I was like, no, I don't think there's any pictures of him. But then like a gazillion people messaged us and they were like, not only is there photos, there is videos. So, yeah, like he he went online and just like got interviewed by news places and was just like a doing, a doing, a doing, a doing with his little thing hanging there. So you can go and have a look. If you want, just no, uh, I don't. YouTube I it. don't. I haven't searched it. I, I don't. I, I don't. I forget his name, but I feel like if you Google "man with penis on arm," it's gonna come up because <laughs> I don't know how many there are. <laughs> oh, okay. I love this question because it was kind of sassy. It was. I'm just gonna read it to you exactly as it was written to us. It was a comment on Instagram, and I'm assuming this is for you. How are you consuming the cricket dust? (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) I mean, I assume you scoop it into smoothies. Is that what it is? Like a protein powder? Uh, This... Or do you snort it like Coke? (laughs) Get that free-range crickets just straight to your brain. Actually, there's an anal option. So, as a (laughs) suppository... I nearly spat that on my iPad. <laughs> uh, no, you'll hate this even more than the cricket powder. Please I mix tell it in me. with tinned it. salmon um, and like oh, really bless. smelly wild Alaskan red salmon that would send you running. Um, yeah, it would. Yeah, I mix it in but with But that's that. not because it's a pretentious health thing. That's just because I don't eat anything from under the sea. But yeah. You could tell people's kind of personalities and what their friendships are like because when we posted that video last week of me just having a total go at you for being a dickhead about the cricket powder, all these people underneath like were like, oh, my God, I love this. Like, they're friends just like us. They give each other shit like we do. And then other people were like, this makes me not like Rosie. That was very nasty. I don't oh. like that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> oh. So it's all in good fun, everyone. Yeah, but, like, the reason I told you was because I knew that you were going to blast me for being a knob. Like, (laughs) (laughs) The best part, though, was the free range. Free range. (laughs) You got to have your free range crickets. Yes. 
No battery crickets for me, thank you very much. You are eating their fear and their pain. Free Britney and free the crickets. We could do that as merch. Hashtag free the crickets. Hashtag free range crickets only. Here's one. What's the most embarrassing song you secretly sing when nobody is around? Oh. And obviously I'm going to make you sing it. <laughs> okay, that changes my answer then possibly. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm really quite shameless when it comes to my taste in music. Oh, like, you I and really, I both are. Yeah, like musical soundtracks and like pop. pop so fresh 2002. Pop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it happens a lot. Some of you may have spotted me at some point getting out of my car at a car park and I forget that I am no longer within the vehicle <laughs> and I continue to sing as I'm walking into the shops until I spot the fact that I'm getting looks. Um uh, okay, there's only been two times in my life that I've been sort of embarrassed about what it was that I was listening to. The first one was when I was listening to the Glee soundtrack from season one. Mm. Like Classic that actually soundtrack. was really, really good. Like you've got to admit. <laughs> it really was. It really had some bangers on there and they, they were peaked well at produced. season one. Exactly. Yeah. That, though, does not have any sort of cool factor whatsoever. Um, The other time that I was embarrassed was when I admitted to a guy that I was dating at the time that I actually really, really, really like One Republic. (laughs) And he was like... "Um, Is that nerdy? No, it's not that it's nerdy. It's like white suburban middle-aged man music. Like liking Nickelback. Yeah, maybe not as bad, but in a way worse (laughs) because most people only remember them for a song that they did with Timbaland back in 2006. Um, Oh, the one, too late to apologize, that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only song of theirs I know, I think. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, sometimes I have some real uh, Uh, I feel like you're trying to avoid, you're trying to avoid singing one. So come on, come on. I want to hear you sing. Don't tell me not to fly. I've simply got to. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my brain? That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was thinking this morning about what mine is. And then when I realized it, I could not stop singing it. And it's this one song by this band, and I don't know any other song that they do, but this song gets me going. Like, this is my, if I've got to get hyped for the day, I listen to this one embarrassing song. Yeah. It's by a band called Erasure, and it's called A Little Respect. Do you know it? Erasure, like, erase, sure. Yeah. I remember that name, but I don't think I can pick the song. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Okay, ready? Are you ready for this? Yes. <clears throat> I tried to discover a little something to make me sweeter. Oh, baby, refrain from breaking my heart. I'm so in love with you. I'll be forever blue. That you give me no reason why you're making me work so hard. That you give me no, that you give me no, that you give me no, that you give me no soul. I knew something. Oh, oh baby, please give the respect. 
I can't remember the song, but well sung. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very oh, good it gets rendition. me going. Thank you. It gets me going. Thank you. I feel a little, uh, why did you come in right after I sang there, Felix? What was that about? <laughs> I wanted to wait until you'd finished at least. <laughs> I really wish you had to cut her off halfway through the song. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, just remotely, like, put her on mute as the host of the Zoom meeting <laughs> and then... <laughs> How dare you? I'm going to sing it again just to teach you a lesson. I tried to discover... That's okay. No, we got the whole thing the first go. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, here's a good place to mention that a few people asked, um, would you ever consider doing a Facebook Live or YouTube edition or whatever? And we do have a little YouTube channel, um, the Podcast One Australia YouTube channel where some clips go up. But also, yes, we are going to start doing Facebook Live stuff and, and video stuff. We're sort of in the works right now of putting together an extra kind of fan club that will be on Patreon where, you know, you pay like, I don't know, a dollar a month or whatever you can afford. And we're going to give you extra stuff. So we're going to do like some video sessions of us doing funny stuff. That's probably where we're going to end up doing the much sought after live viewing of cats. <laughs> um, and <laughs> we can do, th- we'll do things like live Q and A's with you guys. And we'll have um, stuff like, you know, our, playlists. Um, it's also where, cause we're going to start doing live shows when people can start going to see shows again. So you'll have early access for tickets and stuff. Um, and a lot of people have said they love all our recommendations. So that's probably somewhere we could put all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that is in the works and it's coming. We're just, you know, these things take a bit of time to schlup together. So. And it won't happen until I finish this adventure holiday that I'm on, which has taken me all the way up to the tip of Cape York and is now bringing me back down south. And when I get back to the homeland, that's when we can start work on it. Exactly. And actually, while we're on it, if you can think of a cool name for our fan club, then please hit us up with some names. Hmm. Just, 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 I don't know. Just nerds. (laughs) You know what I mean. Just nerds. Ah! Oh, we already call them just nerds. Yeah, but, but like if you're next level, good. you're a total just the just yes. nerd and you're a just nerd. Just nerd. Okay, we thought of it. Just nerds. All right. Um, and it's not going to be, it's not about the money. It's more, just, you know, it'll be just like pay what you can kind of thing, whatever. Like, it's a chance for us to be even more stuff. self-indulgent than we're being yes, right basically, now. basically, yes. It's like we don't want to subject everybody to all of that every week. So we're just going to go to another little place where we can be obnoxious and self-involved and narcissistic. And those of you who are interested can come along. (laughs) Ex-drama school students, us. (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) Who'd have thunk it? Um, Oh, speaking of drama school, somebody asked, what is our funniest memory from drama school together? For me, it was when um, you did your topless scene on stage and when I saw you backstage, I told you, oh, honey, that was so good. You were absolutely perfect. But your chest was on backwards. (laughs) (laughs) And you were really upset at me. Hilarious. And by the way, then I got fat and I got boobs. So (laughs) suckers (laughs) to you. (laughs) Last laugh. 
These are all fat, baby. <laughs> when I was at drama school in Finn, I pretty much just had nipples. So, by the way, that was a very dramatic scene that I did not pull off because I did not have the acting skills. So... <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Hmm, what else? Oh, okay, here's one. A lot of people asked um, what my advice is on starting a podcast. Oh, yeah. And I guess, I don't know if I have advice. Okay, I will say my advice is be prepared for it to be a lot more effing work than you think it is. Mm. It's a lot of work. So I think what people don't realise is this podcast itself was more than two years in the making. So I originally had an idea. It was while I was doing Mum Says, uh, My Memoir is a Lie, that Podcast One asked me if I had any other ideas. And I sort of came up with this idea for a podcast called Blow My Mind. And it was where people would tell each other, um, like, nutso stories or like me and a different person every week. And I really wanted it to be like the podcast version of Drunk History. I wanted us to be drunk. (laughs) So I don't know if you remember, but like it must have been three years ago, maybe now in Melbourne, you and I recorded a very drunken demo of Blow Mm -hmm. My Mind. Mm -hmm. And then we listened to it and we were like, this is unusable. (laughs) I believe it was your agent who said, this is unusable. Yes. (laughs) So that was a little bit of trial and error where it was like, okay, so that doesn't work. You need to actually put work into making it entertaining because that is a huge thing that people think. I do know that um, at Podcast One, a lot of people email in like uh, pictures and it's basically like, oh my God, me and my friends sit around and when we talk, it's so funny. And so basically we think like, we'll just talk shit and put a microphone in front of us and it'll be so good. And it's not that easy. So we, I went from having that idea for Blow My Mind and then I was like, okay, we can't be drunk. That's not, that's not going to work. So then I started <laughs> working on this Blow My Mind idea. Um, but the concept of Blow My Mind was probably a bit too much. It felt like um, every, it made the stakes too high. So then I was like, okay, Um, Because sometimes stories are just interesting or fascinating for a different kind of reason. It's not like, you know what I mean? Mm. So um, then I decided to change it to just the gist. And I tried, I recorded demos with a few people actually of like trying to get the format right. And then finally I decided on just the gist because I was like, well, I like just giving people enough information that they feel like they can engage with the story and understand the story um, in a way that isn't intimidating because so much of um, news right now and and podcasts right now especially, um, it's like quite intellectually elitist and it's quite it's hard for people to have an entry point into something that they really want to learn about but they don't even really understand the basics of what you're saying so it kind of excludes this whole group of people who just want to know things and just want to learn interesting things but feel shut out by the way certain people present it so I was like okay what if I start telling really cool stories that you could tell to your friends, but I don't overwhelm you with information. I don't go too deep into analyzing it. I give you just the gist. And then I was like, oh my God, there it is. That's the name. And so then I started coming up with like more, like I tried the format a bunch of different ways. And here's where I find it interesting that people, um, think you can just 
plonk a microphone down in front of you and your friends and talk because a lot of work goes into making a story entertaining. Like it's hard. And even Jacob will tell you since he started co-hosting his own episodes, like more work goes into it than what you think. Like you've got to, yeah. So it's, you know, because doing a podcast, it isn't about just entertaining you and your co-host or you and your friends who are talking. It's about entertaining the audience and engaging the audience and understanding what they want to hear and what's funny and what's entertaining and what will pull them in and what will be interesting. And that takes a lot of work. And so, you know, eventually then we got to the point where we were ready to start recording and it was called with Rosie Waterland and friends because I was going to have different hosts each week. And so that's why we started with you. And a lot of people have asked about this, our friend M, who was mm-hmm. also in that very first episode, because the idea was, you know, I'll have you guys this week. Maybe I'll have someone else next week. Maybe I'll do whatever. But then that week we kind of realized a three people was too many. Um, And so the next week we sort of went to Just Me and You. And then when we did Just Me and You, we realised that you and I had such a good dynamic that we wanted to, it was best to keep it at that. Mm -hmm. So, like, Em was fine with that because that's just the nature of how podcasts go. It's a lot of trial and error. Like, you don't, Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't just magically happen. It's a lot of work and a lot of trying to figure out the dynamics and and how things are best presented. And, I mean, Em's our bestie. She, you know, there was no animosity there. People keep saying, what happened to that girl who dropped off the side? (laughs) We we were just at the start. We were trying it and then we figured out it was better with two and it's fine. Mm. And, yeah, and so then we, and even I think you would notice over the course of the last 50 episodes, we've refined it and changed it and, and so when people say to me, what advice would you give for starting a podcast? I would say it's a lot of work because from the time I first started thinking about just the gist until right this second, it's probably been about three years. It's been mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. And a lot goes into it every week still. Yeah. And uh, yes, you have been talking about it for a very, very long time, this concept that you had yeah. on the back burner. Um, and yes, it was very fun doing the demos with you. I think that was the first time I told you about the <laughs> Emu Wars. Um, yes. If you've listened to that episode, you'll hear me Which, refer to the time I told Rosie and we were so late we that I didn't expect her to remember anything from <laughs> Which I didn't. the initial take. <laughs> But, I mean, the difference between when we recorded that demo and then actually preparing the episode was probably about four solid days of research and going Mm. down rabbit holes, reading things, watching things, and thinking about how to sort of craft it together as a narrative that's going to be really interesting. So, um, yeah, that was a real learning curve for me, having been able to just sort of luxuriate and sit back and let your stories wash over me. Um, for the first 20 something episodes to then actually start, you know, writing, researching all of those sorts of things that I hadn't done for like 15 years. Um, I think because as well, like, and this happened, um, to me a lot with the bachelor recaps too, people assume because they're so easy to read and they're, they are so conversational in tone, um, that they were very easy to write. Mm. And it's like, no, no, this takes out like those bachelor recaps probably used to take me about eight hours all up. Mm. Um, I'd start early in the morning and go from there. And, and like, um, same with these episodes, like they, at the very final product that you hear is, is, you know, probably I would say I put in about 12, 14 hours 
work into each episode, like each week of like research and then, you know, post-production, going over the editing, like taking bits out that sound boring and all that stuff. It's like, it's a lot more than people think work mm-hmm. goes into making something entertaining. So I know you guys think it's just plonking, plonking a microphone down and having a chat, which is kind of what we're doing today. So <laughs> ignore that. But like <laughs> otherwise, it's, it's otherwise a lot of work to engage people and tell an entertaining story. It's a it's a difficult skill and not everybody has it. And um, it's uh, it takes a while to figure it out. And um, and yeah, so I guess that's my advice. Just be willing for it to be a lot of work and don't just think, don't do what's entertaining for you. Always think about what's entertaining to an audience. Yeah. Oh, please. They love hearing us talk about each other. <laughs> Oh, wait, here's a comment. I didn't like Jacob at first because I thought he was putting the voice on. But I didn't realise he was so smart and tall. (laughs) Thanks, commenter. (laughs) The joys of being a public figure. I've been getting comments like that for years. Oh, Rosie, you are really nasally, but sometimes your stories are okay. That's I'm so used to. <laughs> if only you were taller, I'd be able to tolerate you. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Have we ever had a really bad argument? And I was thinking about it, and I don't think we really have. Oh no, they... we've ha- we've argued, but we've never had a bad one. No, I mean we patched yeah. them over really quickly. Yeah. yeah. The thing Um, with Jacob is Jacob spent so long at like an executive management level in a company that he is so good at like, like managing our disagreements, like (laughs) as a manager. So it's very much like, okay, Rosie, I'm trying to understand what it is you're upset about. And then like, and what can we do to make sure we move forward? And, and so it's like kind of great having basically somebody who, um, knows how to (laughs) very professionally manage our disagreements. I didn't realise you were onto me like that. Of uh, course I'm onto you. (laughs) (laughs) But I like it because it keeps us in order. I I mean, there is a lot to be said. Um, Any sort of people management experience that you can get in your career, you Mm. do really learn so much about how to, like, handle interactions with different people with different personality types. And even if it's not in management, even just working in retail for such a long Mm. time, like... uh, Do you... Do you want to know how bad I am at people management? When I was um, an editor at Mamma Mia, most being an editor means you you have senior editing duties, so mm. editing other people's writing and stuff. But part of being an editor also means you have to manage people, and so generally you have a team. Like maybe you manage the um, celebrity writers, or maybe you manage the interns, or whatever. Um, I was made an editor, um, and I did edit writing. But I was so bad at people management. They tried me with a bunch of different people. And in the end, they were like, we're going to get you to manage the sub-editor over email because she's in India. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the only person they let me be in charge of because (laughs) I was so bad at it. (laughs) I'm just not good at it. I'd just be like, oh, do whatever you want. I don't know. Sure. Is that Was it Jam who made that decision? Because that feels like a Jamila decision. (laughs) Yeah. I can't remember. But that was the only but I'm just some people have that skill and some people don't. And I definitely don't. 
Um, but yeah, we've never really had like a bad sort of damaging argument because we know each other well enough to like fight fair. Um, and I mean, when you've got a friend who you really truly care about as much as I care about you, and I understand all of the things that you've been through. And I understand that there are certain things that like you might need certain things that you might say, Mm. certain things that you might do that are a symptom of the mental health issues Mm. that you have experienced over the years. So, you know, it's easy to sort of differentiate a symptom from an actual like personality trait. Um, And, you know, when you know someone so well, you can tell what the difference is as well. Um, Yeah. yeah. No, that's super true. And like, that's another question people asked um, a few people. I think someone emailed because she didn't want to put it on message, like what it was like for you, um, because they all assume that you're the Jacob in my books who was there when I was, you know, hospitalised in my early 20s and how you yelled at the Eastern European doctor to let me in. And, um, and you know, a few people have asked what it's been like for you as, like, the friend of someone with mental health issues, like, feeling powerless or feeling like you, you're you not sure how to be there for me and things like that. And, you know, all I can say is I just feel very lucky to have you. My dearest, bestest one. Oh, thank you. And you always will. Mm. And um, what's it been like? It is scary at times. And Mm. it's just like if you had a really close friend who had really bad epilepsy and you just don't know when a fit might happen, it it can be really unpredictable and it's out of your friend's control. Oh, by the way, I have... I have PTSD, everyone. I feel like we're just talking like I've just got oh, some yeah. Ran- yeah. <laughs> randomly crazy. Yeah, if you haven't I read have... the books, you might not get what we're talking about right now. Please read my books, The Anti-Cool Girl and what's shit, what's the other Every Lie oh, She's Every Ever Told. Ever told. <laughs> um, I have PTSD because of my very difficult, uh, abusive childhood. And um, it's largely, you know, I would say you've known me since I was, 18 18. and um it's in a place now where it is um not affecting my life in in significant ways that it once did but there are certainly still the nature of PTSD is certain things trigger you and you get flashbacks and and so it still does flare up every now and again and it's something I'll deal with you know forever Mm. but I have like I said a very good psychiatrist and I take very good medication and um, I have very caring, understanding, beautiful friends who are supportive and lovely. <laughs> We're with and you, babe. That's you. Yay! Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Here's one to pick up the mood. Yes. Would you rather have a penis on your head, but you get to <laughs> orgasm, or leave your penis where it is, but you never get to orgasm again? Um, and I guess I could have I could use the same, but with clit, uh, who which the is hell a lot less. This question it came through. I I didn't write down the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. Uh, which part of the head? You sort forehead. of gestured towards right the forehead, just right, right there. So there like, on there's the forehead. No. Um. Look, I'm proud of what I'm packing, so, yeah, it can go up there and I can advertise. <laughs> um, there's plenty of real estate on this forehead. Increasing I don't know what a vag, vag... Yeah, same. Oh, God, I've got a lot of real estate on my forehead. I don't know what a vag would look like. I suppose I'd have the labia majora. 
and then I'd have the little clit. Like, because let's be honest, vaginal orgasms aren't a thing. It's all about the clitoris. So I don't know. Would I just have a little marble on my head? I could do that. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Boop. Here's one, and I knew my answer straight away. Would you um, give up orgasms or food? Bam, orgasms, of course. <laughs> You'd give up food because you hardly eat any anyway. Uh, yeah, goodbye cricket powder. <laughs> yeah, just eat cricket powder and have orgasms forever. As long as I still have my liquids, I'm good. Oh, my goodness. Have you got any more that you're dying to ask on your list? Um, if you could play any character in a musical or movie, who would that be? That's right. This was my favourite question. And I know the answer straight away because it's a character I've played before in a musical and it's Jan in Greece. <laughs> it was the most fun I've ever had playing anything in my entire life. I, would, I did it then. I would do it again. Putting the call out, musical people... Jan in Greece. I know all the lines. It's limited singing, so that's not a problem. I think I'd be great. I'd, I would play Jan forever and ever till I died. I loved that role. Yeah, it was the role you were born to play. And it really was. How about you? I was in that same production as... You played Teen Angel. Teen Angel, beauty school dropout. You were uh, good at that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, it was great because I literally just showed up, sang one song and left most of the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't actually there when it was curtains up and I was definitely gone before it was curtains down. <laughs> yes. Oh, you looked glorious though. Thank you. That white suit. Yeah, who would yours be? Okay, last year when I was in New York for work, I got the chance to finally see The Share Show. Have you heard what this is. No. Okay, so it is, sorry to, sorry to have another share orgasm, but uh, <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever seen, possibly my favourite <laughs> musical of all time. It is a jukebox musical, so all the songs are share numbers and mm-hmm. um, it tells the story of Cher's life and Cher is played by three different women. So there's like teenage share in her 20s share and then in her 40s share and all three of them are on stage pretty much all the time because like whoever's acting out the scene she's got the other two shares acting as like her in a monologue and sort of the greek chorus it is the most spectacular wonderful thing i've ever seen (gasps) in my life and inspired by share when she did West Side Story and played every single role in the entire musical, which, by the way, if you have not watched it, go it's, and it's Google share West Side Story. It is heaven. I am going to play all three shares in the yes, m- movie I knew version. It. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and I want to pull a Beyonce and add in additional numbers that weren't in the original yeah, stage production just for the movie because, so that yeah. I can show off truly, my range. Truly a role you were born to play. Truly, Thank Well, you. the roles are you were born to play. Yeah. Snap out of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's hard to stop doing that once you start. <laughs> oh, girl. Um, the girls that I was with, they've known me for years, Hannah and Michelle. They were just like, wow, I have never seen you this happy ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was like when I saw... Um, Six, the musical. Oh, my God. I would love to play Anne of Cleves in Six, the musical, oh, which is yeah. the musical about um, yeah. Henry the... Which Eight. one? Eight's Wives? Yeah. yeah, we did do an episode on that. I yeah. should know. Um, Anne of Cleves in that does 
it's the best role. It's so much fun. I would love to play that role too. And that was like me at that musical. I was like, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm dying to see that. <sighs> yes. Can't wait till theatre happens again. Oh, yeah. That should really be a priority for everyone. Not just because we want to do live shows, but, you know, I want to go to things. I know, me too. But our live shows are going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Like, not going to spoil anything, but it will consist of breaking news and us doing one little story each. And we've decided we're going to put a musical number in every show <laughs> just to live out our sad drama school dreams. So we're really going to, uh, we're really going to bring, it's going to, you're going to get your money's worth at these live shows. Let me tell you. It'll be class. class. Oh my God. Should we wrap this up? Uh, oh, wait. The one that I probably got asked more than anything else Everyone wants to know your hair and skincare routine. <laughs> I know this is a boring one to end on. Should we get you to just write something out and put it on the Insta? Uh, I can do that, yes. All I'll say is it's genetic and unattainable. So sorry, plebs. <laughs> Thanks. It's genetic and unattainable. <laughs> can we say now that you are going to, I mean, you have, people have started following you on Instagram because I always tag you, but you haven't posted anything on Instagram in like three years. Mm. So maybe this, can you start posting and start with this? Yes, I have committed. This is people the People want to be your fans. Yeah, you'll be listening to this at some point after 11 a.m. on Friday. Um, hopefully I'm sober enough by then to have posted <laughs> something and I will start posting things so that um, I can be, you know, social on the media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Jacob, okay, here's one to end on. Um, for our 50th episode. Hey, Jake, welcome to a 50. Okay, I got to stop singing. Um, everybody, everybody has asked with your dulcet toned voice, will you lean very, very close into the microphone it's very and say the hormone monstrous's most famous line? A bubble boil. Bubble boil. Ooh. Bubble boil. Ooh. Bubble boil. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I think we got to leave it right there. Bubble <laughs> so, boil. Um, stop it. <laughs> okay. Um, follow us on Instagram, Just the Just Podcast. Follow Jacob, Jacob Williams Stanley. Follow me, Rosie Waterland. And um, and that was episode 50. And next week we'll do the very long topic that I had organised for today, but then we realised it was we weren't going to fit it. Um, so we just went full narcissist and talked about ourselves. But um, back to normal next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for getting us to 50 episodes. We love it. We love you guys so much. We love the emails we get. Just the gist podcast at gmail.com. Jacob's Litter Sparkler. Whee! Because we're 50. Um, thank you. Love you. You're the best. Goodbye. Bye. Mama Mama Listener.